made my life gets colder My eyes go thin as I get older Piece and pieces, bloody and bruised I feel so helpless and confused Cause I hear screaming on the left, yelling on the right I'm sitting in the middle trying to live my life Good afternoon. This is Evelyn Pringle. Welcome to Focus on the Facts. My guests today are Mark Caliano and Patricia Negron, and we are going to mainly focus on the horrors of the U.S. NATO war against Syria. Mark is the author of Voices from Syria, a book with a big message. In the book, he discusses the truth about the foreign policy of the U.S. and NATO in Syria, and he says the Syrian war was planned by the U.S. since 2005. I'll let Mark tell us more about the book. Trish has been on the show several times, and we've discussed the Awan spy ring in Congress and the rat lines set up in countries we go to war against, including Syria, by the CIA, the Clinton Foundation, and DynCor for child sex trafficking and organ harvesting. Mark recently wrote an article discussing the horrors of the organ harvesting taking place in Syria, and he says the body organs of thousands of Syrian civilians have been sold in the international black markets over the past six years. He can maybe give us some more details on this terrible situation today. By being involved in these types of investigations, my guests are putting their lives on the line every day. Over the past year, investigators, researchers, and witnesses who try to expose the corruption involved in the Clinton scandals or the illegal wars are being murdered nearly every week, and no one seems to be able to do anything about it. So I really honor these two heroes for their courage and efforts and thank them for taking their time out from their busy schedule to come on Focus on the Facts to give us the latest details on the illegal war in Syria. So welcome to the show, Mark and Trish. Thank you. Hi, Evelyn. Thanks for having us on. Yes. Mark, um, I'd like to start by just telling us a little bit about about your background. Um, like, you've spent time in Syria when you were writing this book. you want to tell us a little bit about your background in Syria? Uh, okay, yeah. Um, I'm a retired uh, high school teacher. I retired early, and... Uh, and then I kind of transitioned into, I've always read a lot, and I've always been involved with writing. I'm a research associate with Global Research, and uh, so I studied this well in advance, and I had an opportunity to uh, go to Syria. Uh, a friend of mine, Ken Stone, from the Hamilton Coalition to Stop the War, and the war still isn't stopped. And none of the wars. Um, he had gone previously, and so that inspired me to go. So I was there last year in September, and I remember, uh, yeah, in September for about a week, and um, I, I didn't know you were having two guests on today. But anyway, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are, you, are you still there? Yes. And you can hear yes. me, correct? Right. Oh, okay. Because I can't, my reception is not always that great. Anyway, so I was there, and I talked to Syrians, and... We went uh, to the relatively safe places, um, but it was during the war. I mean, we didn't sit outside of the country and pass judgment based upon, you know, uh, what other people were saying. We went right into the country, and I remember on my birthday, September 17th, I remember um, I felt a little bit, I got a taste of what Syrians, unfortunately, um, I have to live with all the time, and that is the uh, 
terrorism. And one one night, um, for example, uh, you know, there was a huge noise, like a prolonged thunder, and, and that was... Terrorists had previously, I think, been firing um, explosive bullets into um, areas, as they always do. They're, they're terrorists. They terrorize people for money. And uh, the Army responded. But on the, on the day, so that was scary. Like, I didn't, and it made me angry, too, because it was a violation. I mean, uh, mo when I, most people, when they live in a country, they expect to be protected by the country, and they expect that, you know, they're not going to, they don't have to live in fear and wondering when they're going to be shot or exploded. And uh, unfortunately, the terrorists, the NATO terrorists, supported by NATO, Gulf, uh, Gulf monarchies, and Israel, uh, they target civilians. That's what they do. They target civilians. But uh, when I was there on my birthday, um, the, the, NATO, uh, the coalition forces uh, slaughtered about a hundred uh, soldiers, Syrian army soldiers who were protecting Syrian uh, Syrians, and they did it, no doubt, in coordination with ISIS because shortly thereafter ISIS was able to capture the position because all the Syrian, you know, a hundred dead Syrian soldiers. And the right. Syrian soldiers are the Syrian people. I mean, it's, there's no distinction between the army and the people. They are one and the same. Uh, right. Yeah. So that's uh, a little bit of background of, of where I'm coming from. Sure. And then and then you got to meet a lot of the Syrian people. I was I was reading some of your articles today, and uh, you got to talk to a lot of the Syrian people. And yes, I, 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 I was to reading a lot of the one where the and um, uh, overwhelming response, and then I can understand it fully well because I I felt the same. I mean I. I went to Syria under the protection of the government. I didn't go in illegally through Turkey. I wouldn't right. do that. And someone I, I remember asked, well, why don't you interview the other side? Well, the other side is Al-Qaeda, okay? Right. And I prefer having my head attached to my shoulders. And the Syrians that, I, that we talked to, um, they require and they appreciate the protection that the army gives that the Syrian military gives to them. They're protecting them from some of the worst imaginable terrorists you can, uh, on, on the globe. And these right. terrorists are all supported by us, so it's the West. I mean, that part of the psychological well, operations that give different, different names. Yeah, right. Uh, and that's part of the confusion, because the, the terrorists change names all the time. Terrorist groups change names, so-called moderates. Moderates never existed. Um, but uh, it, it does, the propaganda works extraordinarily well because it, it's fairly easy to understand that we support the terrorists and they're all affiliated with Al-Qaeda and ISIS, and yet people don't, still don't get it after almost seven years of war. Well, the, right, facts, and you know, the facts are fairly straightforward. But as soon as you get these psychological operations in, uh, calling terror groups different names, which they have different names, but they're all affiliated, and, and right. they work together. And sometimes they fight together, but even when they're fighting together, they're serving Empire's needs. It's, Empire wants to destroy countries. That's what they do. And even when terrorist groups are fighting each other, they're destroying that country. And they're depopulating yeah. the country. Well, I refer to the, the terrorist army as the U.S.'s terrorist army. It just moves it around from country to country. Whatever one wants to overthrow, it just moves it around. Yeah, there's nothing new about this. They, they use terrorist proxies in Afghanistan. 
in Libya. They totally destroyed Libya, totally and completely, yeah. supporting al-Qaeda groups. Uh, they, they totally, Iraq has been destroyed now. And now it's sectarian. That's enshrined in the in the Constitution. The the imperialists divide and conquer. That's what they do. And they and it's not about. There's nothing benevolent about this. They destroy countries. That is what they do. They, they don't go in there to improve living conditions. Uh, I mean, Libya was had the highest uh, human development index in all of Africa until NATO destroyed it. Now it's a hub for ISIS. Iraq right. has been destroyed. It used to be secular. And, and they do this based upon lies. There were 900 so-called, 900 or so lies uh, brought forward by the West before the illegal invasion of Iraq, and then none of them were true. Right. And all sorts of lies were presented to us prior to the illegal invasion of our, uh, Libya, and none of them were true. And right. all sorts of lies are being perpetrated right now, and people believe them. And none, know of, none of them are true. And most recently, we have this writer, J.K. Rowling, so I'm sure she's a very talented writer. She writes these, uh, uh, what, uh, do you know what, what she wrote these stories for kids, um, wizards and such like that? Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Okay, so she's a very well-known person. And she, she is, uh, she's, this seven-year-old girl, sorry, I've got dogs here. This, this seven-year-old girl, Banana, Banana Albed. Albed, yeah. Yeah, she's, so, she's sending out these tweets, supposedly. A seven-year-old girl. And he doesn't tweet, understand English, right? He doesn't understand Yeah, how does she speak? English. Anyway, although the, the Syrians are very well educated. But anyway, she's only seven, and she's sending out these tweets that are endorsing uh, warfare. Right. You know, and, and Vanessa Billy went to her home, okay, in East Aleppo, and her home is located at the epicenter of where Al-Qaeda terrorists were firing their health cannon ordnance into Aleppo. In other words, her parents are Al-Qaeda. Okay, great. But... I mean, okay, so it's not hard to understand if the truth is told. But now we have this author, and if you go to Amazon, it's best-selling now, and this is going to make a lot of people think that this kid wrote these tweets and that this kid, I mean, they're going to be siding once again with the terrorists, which are the NATO terrorists, the Gulf, and Israel. So it's, it's a horrible situation. It's way beyond Orwell ever could have imagined, in my opinion. All right. You know, and, but you know what I say now, um, Mark, is that yes. um, Americans refuse to wake up and recognize the weather warfare that is being waged against them now. I mean, all these years I have been begging people to contact Congress, contact the White House to stop this genocide in Syria, to stop it in Libya, all these countries, now it's being done right here, and the people don't even realize it. These, okay, these well, weather wars are being waged against Americans. They're leaving them in war zones, destroying millions of lives and homes. But people and don't believe Americans that. But Gideon, Dr. Gideon Polyet studied this, and it's a legitimate Holocaust that we are perpetrating. Oh, absolutely. It's legitimate. It's totally legitimate. Holocaust. You remember prior to the invasion of Iraq, Madeline 
All right. I mean, they intentionally, and I have proof of this. I have all sorts of documentation. They intentionally uh, deteriorated the water infrastructure, as they do in Syria, to, and right. they knew that at such and such a time it would fail and that so many people would die, and so many people did die, and that's almost 600,000 kids under five, plus maybe right. millions some odd others. Okay, so they know exactly what they're doing. None of this is mistaken. And then you look at how much money was spent since 9-11 on these wars, on Homeland Security, and so on and so far, this may be $6 trillion. And if I understand correctly, there's a very large proportion of the American public is living in third world conditions. I know in Canada, there's a lot of communities without clean water. Right. And they've taken our tax dollars to create an overseas holocaust and to impoverish us at the same time. Yep. Yep. This and is the, and, this is what and we're it's left. not that hard to understand. It really isn't. But they yep. also spend a fortune of our money on propaganda. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, they spent the, the Pentagon paid Bell Pottinger, a P- British PR firm, $540 million just to create propaganda around Iraq. Yeah. And Hill, Hill and Knowlton, I think, were, uh, was part of the firm, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, they, these uh, PR firms make a fortune selling packaging lies. And, and they don't seem to be bothered by the damage they do. Maybe they don't, they're in denial. Maybe I have no idea. They probably don't care. They well, you know, um, they have, as Evelyn was saying, you know, these color revolutions are something that have been uh, used around the world now. We saw um, the orange revolution in Ukraine, and now uh, my understanding is that George Soros has brought the purple revolution. I don't know if you recall this day after the election. And oh, sorry, say so, that again, please. I'm putting you on speaker if I can. The, the Purple Revolution, after the um, election last year, Clinton, yes. both Hillary and Bill wore purple. Uh, I don't know right. if you recall. And I recall that. I, I recall yeah, a do. lot of these things. And, and I recall also that there was um, uh, a, a feminist march. Um, uh, correct me if I'm hand. wrong here, but I think yeah. maybe a million people. Yeah. And they're wearing these color-coded hats. Right. And then one of the leaders is throwing in these ideas that maybe Sharia, or has done in the past, that Sharia law maybe is not so bad. She's massaging that message. Right. And these people are, they're being diverted from what I would say are real feminist issues, which is what happens to females in Syria, as an example, or Libya, or Afghanistan, or Iraq, any country that the empire touches. In in, uh, occupied areas, terrorist occupied areas of uh, of, uh, Syria, there's an extremist fundamentalist um, interpretations of Sharia law. It's very degenerate, if you ask me. If you ask me, Wahhabism is more of a cult than anything else. We'll call it a lot of, okay, I would call it an ideology or a cult. Anyway, they have torture cells. The women have to be fully covered. Um... They, they, if you protest, they take your head off. They don't allow you to leave. They shoot you if you do. 
they don't allow you to eat and drink if you don't cooperate with them. It's total control, total abuse. And if if anyone in our country supports our our foreign policy in Syria, they are not progressive. I mean, there's nothing progressive about what our foreign policy does to men and women in Syria. Well, Mark, you know um, the Pentagon was recently caught trying to destroy the records of the $2.2 billion in weapons that were committed to ISIS in Syria specifically. Yes. And I don't know if you saw um, Juliana Gates. Yes, I did. She's done excellent work. Yeah, she was reporting yesterday, I, would, I believe, um, of, of lots of military equipment coming in into Syria. Yep. And um, those, the, those weapons continue to be delivered. And it was Juliana that uncovered the uh, 350 flights that were made uh, under way. diplomatic cover to yep. bring illicit weapons to terrorists across the Mideast. And a billion of those she found inside Syria and documented completely. And an anonymous um, individual turned over every one of the bills of lading for those flights that had included yep. 200 tons of white phosphorus, which yeah, the U.S. Yeah, of course. Uh, we support terrorism. And, yes, and there was a re- one of the reasons that Libya was destroyed, which is totally illegal, Nuremberg style crimes was to get at their armory and there is a what they call a rad line of weapons under the supervision of hillary clinton of course and this is all proven and documented it went from libya to ports in syria and it went into the terrorist hands so weapons from the armories in libya so we arm these people we've always armed these people and we are continuing to arm these people and these people would not exist except for the fact that we support them well, right. you made a good point that, I mean, the, the Mujahideen is the, was the earliest, my understanding anyway, um, sort of embodiment of this private army that has been amassed and moved around and renamed as it's been brought from one country to another. And yep. it has become quite clear that, uh, you know, they seek out the most extreme of individuals for purposes of terrorizing the public into um, succumbing to whatever demands are made on them to to get the terrorists out. Oh, it's even worse than that. Our government support the formation of these terrorists, the ideology of these terrorists. Canada has an arms deal with Saudi Arabia. Our yeah. government support, our CIA, our intelligence services support the madrasa schools uh, in Saudi Arabia that create uh, young terrorists and create that ideology. And and CIA, CIA, they've even got evidence that they they um, they produce these books for them. And and you know, if you have kids at school in North America, if they're learning how to count, it's one cat, two cats, three cats. And I'm not kidding you. It's one AK-47, two AK-47s, and so on and so forth. Uh, so the whole ideology is we 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 um, we are in large part responsible for that. And this Wahhabi ideology has been a tool of imperialists for ages. There's well, nothing know, new about this. 
So, There's also the issue, though, of the, you know, they, them using these armies. I mean, uh, Serena Shim documented them bringing tens of thousands of the ice, the, uh, well, they were al-Nusra, I guess, in um, Libya, but smuggling them into Syria on World Food Organization trucks. And those oh, they, they, they bring them in. Okay. I mean, they brought, okay. Mm-hmm. That that's true. They protect these people. They transport these people. One of my articles deals with place setting, for example. And you're right. You're right. That's how they bring them in. Uh, that's one way. Um, for example, we've heard um, we've heard a little bit about Mosul in Iraq. Okay. So. Right. Okay. So everyone thinks we're going after ISIS. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Oh boy. White phosphorus on ISIS. We're going to get them this time. Well, excuse me. We're the ones, and this is proof. It's in my article. We're the ones who allow them into Mosul. And we allow them into Mosul so that we could, quote, unquote, go after ISIS and destroy Mosul. And they use chemical weapons on Mosul. And I'm, I, I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing that word correct. I don't, I don't speak Arabic. But anyway... They destroy, this is what they do, they destroy and depopulate areas. That's exactly what they want to do under the pretense of going after ISIS. And then they channel, or at least they try to channel, their ISIS and their Toyota trucks from one place to the other. So they channeled as they were destroying Mosul, and some estimates say 40,000 civilians were killed, except it's murder. Um, they channeled the ISIS terrorists out into Syria, Raqqa. And then they, they supposedly go after them in Raqqa, but then they channel them to Deir Ezzor. Okay? So we follow these terrorists supposedly going after them, but the real, the real intent is to do what we're doing, which is to destroy countries. Right. That's Mark, it's are you really, it's really that, disgusting. But. Are you aware that the, um, in the Golan Heights, it, it has been illegally annexed by Israel, and in 2013, sold off the oil rights to the Golan Heights to Genie Energy, which is owned by Jacob Rothschild, Rupert Murdoch, Larry Summers, Richard Wolseley, former CIA. Yeah, and that's um, occupied territory. That that is that's Syrian territory, but I mean yeah, you'd never right. know it. It's occupied territory. And They're yes, I have heard that. Get the oil. They, that is what ISIS is doing there is helping them to get that oil. Oh, ISIS helps them in all sorts of ways. Right now, ISIS was a place setter in Deir Ezzor where there's all sorts of oil. And yeah. now the new proxies, because ISIS are basically being wiped out or transferred, but the new proxies now are the SDF. And they are basically proxies, of, especially of Israel, but also of us. And they collude with ISIS so that ISIS moves into an area in the Deir Ezzor, Hasaka area. It's oil-rich area, um, the, the borders of Euphrates. And they terrorize people, and they depopulate it. Because who wants to live with ISIS torture chambers and all the rest of it? Nobody. And they lay siege to these towns. And um, then they collude with the quote-unquote Kurds, SDF, call them what you will. And Kurds 
move in without having to fight ISIS. And so the Kurds move in, and it appears that they are the uh, liberators, but they're simply the next batch of imperial occupiers. And absolutely, this, this was laid out in the Defense Intelligence Agency 2012. They, they laid out exactly where they wanted to go, and, and it's basically where they are now, but they're going to lose. The, the uh, imperialists are losing. And the Kurds, um, if they don't, I don't know, I'm glad I'm not a Kurd, uh, you know. And it's not all Kurds, it's just some. But I think it's right, going to like be pretty. Say, you know, I think that they will negotiate this. I think because they really are. I uh, mean, ISIS is almost gone. The the victory is overwhelming. If the Syrian forces have crossed the Euphrates, they're making progress every day. Um, so for the Kurds to to illegally section off part of Kurdistan for their uh, Zionist uh, and NATO masters, I think they're going to have a hard time doing that. But I'm projecting into the future. Right. Well, when I seen there was like 2,000 IF terrorists killed in like 11 days or something like this, a, a few days ago I read that, and I and I posted on Facebook and I put, uh, well, the U.S. must be having a little trouble recruiting these terrorists nowadays when they're getting killed off like this. Well, you know, it's interesting. Well, they're mercenaries, okay? You pay them enough money, they'll do it. They're mercenaries. They're mercenary terrorists. Um, and, and that's another thing. When, when countries are destroyed, people all of a sudden, they lose their jobs, and desperation sets in. So that's a yeah. perfect environment to recruit terrorists. For example, Aleppo was a major hub for industry in... Syria, pre-war Syria. The terrorists came in and they literally stole factory equipment and they shipped it to Turkey. Yeah. Okay, the they sanctions... They the whole country. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they target schools. They target schools. They target places that make textbooks for schools. They target hospitals. The sanctions do the same thing. The goal is to completely destroy a country. And when a country is destroyed and people lose their jobs and they can't support their families, they and ISIS or Daesh or al-Nusra are telling you, look, you better cooperate with us or we're going to kill you, and, and they will. Or you're going to starve, and they will starve you. Well, it lays the foundation for the total destruction of a country. That's right. how empire and, works. And that is what hap is happening right in this country right now with the weather warfare that they're waging against Americans. And Americans will refuse to wake up and see this. And the same thing like you're saying. They destroy, well, like these states, Texas, they throw everybody, they lose everything. Their whole life is gone. Their homes, their jobs, their everything. And those people down there are going to be the same way as these war-torn countries. They don't have any employment. They don't have any money. And they're out of food. And this is happening in Florida and down in Puerto Rico. This is a, turned into a global holocaust, but now it's right in this country, and Americans refuse to wake up and see this. Well, let's put it this way. And if you recall, the um, in New Orleans as well. And who benefits? Oh, yes. Yeah. 
the rich. Oh, sure. The poor Look are moved out, there. and the rich yep. build and benefit. Uh, oh, if, yeah. if you want to extend this a willful uh, destruction of people, for example, I talked about sanctions willfully destroying or killing people in Iraq. But I don't. You may not agree with me. But well, whatever. Uh, oh, I do agree. It, it, it would be more if, if for example, everyone in the United States and Canada had equal access to health care. That would save a huge number of lives. And they did in Syria, and they did in Libya. And they got exactly in Syria, mm-hmm. they had. They still have free health care, although they can't get parts for the machines, thanks for the medical equipment, right. thanks to our sanctions. But they have free health care, free education. Um, yep. In other words, secular. the government took care of the uplift and welfare of the country, and the government did not want to be a puppet to the empire. And Libya, like I said, it had the highest uh, human HDI rate in Africa. Syria, a very, very, very well-educated population. I was, I was shocked to see how well-educated, generally well-educated they are. Free health care, well, yeah, free education. College, Absolutely. Right? And, that, and mm-hmm. that, when that, when the uh, transnational capital sees that, they think, hmm, I can, I can plunder, I can privatize all that. Who cares if... If people don't have access to health care, we're going to make a fortune. That's For part sure. of the game. And they didn't have external debt either to the IMF, none of this. And they actually right. had healthy food. They, right. they weren't dealing with biotech, and they grew their own food, and they had some of the best wheat in the world. It's really extraordinarily tragic what is happening, what our tax dollars are paying for. Yeah. All this death and destruction, it's extraordinarily tragic. Sure. And in this country, you know, they haven't spent a dime on the infrastructure or anything, so everything's falling apart. But I, I believe this was intentional. They planned on waging this weather warfare. I mean, I always wondered when people would say, well, they got the FEMA camps and they're going to put martial law on. I thought, well, I believe this because I researched it enough to know that they're there and everything. But it was like, how are they going to do this? I never thought of this weather warfare, them waging this on us. I never thought well, of this we know, I mean, we know there's involved. global warming. Well, I believe there's global warming. But we also know there's weather warfare. There's HARP. And well, yes, whether and one ends and the other one begins, they, I don't know. But uh, They did this. How much do they the care right now do. about Puerto Rico? From, from, yes, from what I can yes. see, not a whole lot. Or oh, they're Texas, dying down there. Or New Orleans. I've been researching that like crazy. They're dying Pardon? down there, and now they're down there trying to put it out in the mainstream media like it's a political argument. You know, they're mad at this mayor that she's just down to, down, you know, to diss Trump and all this kind of stuff, turning it into a political argument. When the people are down there dying, them ships, the, the, um, the truckers didn't show up to deliver that stuff, so people are there with no water, with no food, with no nothing. They are dying. I mean, I posted this article today that where this former Marine flew down there to rescue his family. After waiting a week, he got one phone call from him, and they're begging for help. They're dying of thirst and everything else. He flew down there. He said, if Trump won't help my family, I'll rescue myself, and he did. Yeah, so, I mean, is this really a developed uh, country? They can't take well, care of people? Yeah, right. Yeah, the southeast part of the island, though, was literally completely leveled. The entire, the entire town were completely right. destroyed. Not a single building is inhabitable. And so all of those people have been forced 
um, out. And one thing about um, Puerto Rico's topography is that you have these very steep um, mountains, uh, mountains that are dot the um, whole island, and they make you have to go around them. Like traveling from one place to another can be very difficult because of that. So right. you have people stranded in the mountains. There are lots of towns that are in the mountains that would have been hit hard and would have no electricity. And getting up those roads, even just during hurricanes, regular hurricane season without something like this hitting, you know, many pieces of the road fall away. I've traveled them many times, and, like, there are sections that simply just fall away down the mountain. Okay, so, so we have to ask ourselves, since 9-11... Trillions of dollars have disappeared into this war chest, so we can slaughter people overseas and destroy countries overseas. I've heard now six trillion in homeland security. Yeah. All of this money coming out of our pockets, and, and then the government can't take care of us. Well, the thing being that it's now fully infiltrated with spy rings, and the Iran spy ring is only one. I mean, we know, for example, uh, um, Sibel Edmonds uncovered an Israeli-Turkish spy ring in the FBI, and this was back in the early 2000s, and not only was she shut down, but they let the, the firing rise. It's still there. And then we have the Iran firing, which dates back at least to 2004, 2005, which we're discovering is maybe a reorganization of PTEC, which Indira Singh exposed um, just after 9-11 as having been uh, fully infiltrated every one of our intelligence agencies and military um, networks. And uh, again, she got shut down, you know, smeared, all this other stuff. That is still there. We have... We have intentionally allowed our government to be infiltrated, and you can bet that there is nothing that's going to change that that's in the system now. Our our court system is completely corrupted. Never has this crime been um, prosecuted in the past, and there's absolutely no reason to believe it will be in the future based on the system we have right now. Right, and and they're all blackmailed, and that's why why they won't uh, vote against funding terrorists in Syria or anything They will not vote against blackmail Congress, will not vote against funding these terrorists That's in right. Syria or any place else because the, right. the military industrial complex have been blackmailed so much with sex blackmail, with, with raping children, and got them on tape, all of them, every one of them. And that's why we can't get out of these wars. And Evelyn, did you see that? I, I only just discovered this, but um, Liz McKean, who is a BBC reporter, that exposed um, BBC's chief, Mark Thompson, for a decades-long cover-up of the <clears throat> elite satanic pedophile ring in which Jimmy Seville was. No, I didn't see that. It also turned out that Sir Edward Heath was also uh, a member of that. So in 2012, she exposed him for this, and he left the BBC and became the CEO of the New York Times. Right, right. And Liz McKean turned up dead. 
several like two months ago. Right, right. So we live in a surveillance society, thanks to 9/11 and so forth. Controlled Anyone by blackmail politicians. Anything about us? It makes the Stasi system, the former systems of surveillance, look like uh, child babies. Uh, I mean, they can tie, they can find out almost anything on anybody. Uh, blackmail us. Right. And uh, that's, that's extraordinary power, isn't it? But certainly we can say, I think, that uh, our governments aren't representing us. They have to lie to pursue the agenda. And it isn't our yeah. agenda. A lot of people may think it's our agenda. That's only because the mainstream media is lying to them nonstop. A lot of people well, think yeah, that uh, so men, Vanna Alabed, seven years old, can can string together all these sentences and present a case for uh, war against Syria. I mean, but people are going to believe that. It's well, absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's as the ridiculous as the white helmets. The, the white helmets are Al-Qaeda. Right. right. I mean, I'm not exaggerating here, but people, I mean, people, but people typically to the television and mass media they're being totally indoctrinated there's no reflection on their intelligence at all but if you tell them guess what uh, you know that crew with the white helmets who just won an Oscar um, sorry excuse me they are Al-Qaeda well you know they are Al-Qaeda but who's going to believe that uh, I, I would they hope by now they won an award for a movie this year an Pardon? Academy Award Pardon? They won an award for a movie this year, an Academy exactly. Award and for a film of them. They work yeah. with Al-Qaeda. They're Al-Qaeda auxiliaries. Well, you're going to you how far in the last order while we are now. The journalists I mean, it's, it's, it's the total, media total complete mind control so that they can steal our money and pursue this commission of an overseas holocaust. Dr. Gideon Paulier, he's got it well recorded. And it does apply to North America in, in, as well. Uh, I mean, they have convinced people that private health insurance is good and universal health care is bad. Well, right. guess what? Japan has universal health care and they spend a lot more, a lot less per employee for cars. It makes them far more competitive when they're making cars. And right. if everyone in a in a country has access to health care, it's a healthier country. Uh, so, I mean, the the logic of these people who are controlling us is is degenerate. Oh, but I'll tell you, the pedophilia controls it all because that's the only way they get our Congress and stuff to go along with this stuff is blackmailing them, whether it be all the corporations, whether it be Big Pharma, blackmailing them, um, causing them to give mandatory vaccines, causing it so parents have to poison their own children with these vaccines, passing laws like that, then refusing to pass laws to not fund the terrorists in Syria and other countries. This is all because they're all controlled by this, and we have got to break this open and stop it. Next door and say very seriously, well, gee, I wish my government would stop supporting Al Qaeda and ISIS. That your neighbor's probably going to think you're loony because that your neighbor is totally indoctrinated. That's how powerful yeah, they don't these, even know the uh, first thing about it. That's how powerful no, that's the, the thing. messaging is. They don't know is. the first thing about what we're doing to these other countries, but this is what I'm telling them on. I use Facebook like a news 
newspaper, a daily newspaper, and I put everything out there, you know, daily, all the latest information. And I tell them now with this weather warfare, you sat here and you didn't do nothing when the United States was slaughtering people all over the globe for decades. Now oh, the weather warfare is here and it's destroying your life, and you still don't get it. Well, it's becoming a police oh. state, isn't it? Yeah, and people don't get it. That's the problem. If it doesn't affect them directly, then they choose to accept the mainstream messaging. And really, the mainstream messaging is very, very criminal because war propaganda is illegal. And um, it's very criminal because every day it's war propaganda. Assad is is a brutal dictator. Assad kills his own people. None of this is true. Uh, the gas attack at Khan Sheikhun. Dr. Ted Postle, Postle, uh he's eminently uh, uh, qualified to judge on that. It's not true. It didn't happen. He, I wrote a paper on it. I was in, actually, I was at a conference in the U.K. at the time, and there was this uh, uh, guy there, and his business was uh, um, diffusing bombs, etc. And he looked at some of the initial pictures of these, Al-Qaeda folks, um, you know, trying to clean up what is alleged to be sarin. And he said, well, if that was sarin gas, they'd all be dead. Right. Okay? In other words, some of their false flags aren't even that good. But it was good enough for the United States to send a flurry of cruise missiles into the... uh, into the airport that, that, that was trying to, uh, that was being used to attack ISIS. Okay, so all the gas attacks are hoaxes. They, they didn't happen. The Amnesty International attack is a revolving door between State Department and Amnesty International. When they talk about the torture, they use these digital, uh, digital fabrications because they aren't unseen. The, the torture, supposed torture, that, as described by uh, Amnesty International, is bogus. All of these are hoaxes. The Caesar photos, it's an unnamed witness. It's from Qatar, who, who supports the terrorists, as do we. Uh, the witness doesn't even have a full name. Forty-six some odd percent of the uh, corpses were soldiers, and the others were uh, they, they were not uh, attached to the narrative that was being sold to us. Now, unfortunately, with the Holocaust going on overseas that we are perpetrating, it's not that hard to get cadavers. But each no. and every one of these theatrical, uh, uh, what do you, uh, these. These false flags, the gas, the Guta, the gas attack at Khan Sheikhun, the uh, supposed uh, killing his own people, it's a, they're all false pretexts, just like they were for Libya, just like they were for Iraq, and just like they were for Afghanistan. And, and why haven't people realized that this is not the first time they've been lied to? I mean, it's kind con- I, I don't mean, know. I don't know. I don't know. Came out. It's all in my book. Everything is documented using Western open source um, sources, primary sources. It's not illegal. It's legal. It's all out there. Wesley Clark Clark went to the Pentagon, and and an undisclosed source told him, "Yeah, guess what? We're going to take out seven countries in five years." And Wesley Clark went public with that. Okay, so it's not a secret. Uh, every time you take oh. out a country, that's a huge, huge war crime. And, yeah. and, and they always do it. They say, well, it's humanitarian. 
Excuse me? Well, never have these invasions been humanitarian. They've been sold to us by lies, and they're never humanitarian. When you bomb people and, and send white phosphorus, uh, spray towns with white phosphorus uh, munitions, as they do, uh, there's nothing humanitarian about that. It's all about depopulation. It's all about destroying areas. It's all about supporting terrorists, and it's all about control. Once an area is controlled, it can be balkanized, separated, and then the imperialists can go and do what they want. They can steal the oil. They can set up a stooge government. And if the, the stooge government, if Assad is done, the stooge government will be al-Qaeda-style, ISIS-style. The women will have no rights whatsoever. It will be total chaos. Condoleezza Rice calls it creative chaos. Actually, it's a holocaust. It is? It's not creative yeah, like, chaos. What is, it like it's a in, what is it like in Libya right now? It's, What's it's going totally on in Libya? destroyed and it's a hub for ISIS. Yeah, and aren't they selling women and children there? Uh, well, the okay, so, I mean, sex slavery, that's all part of yeah. how these terrorists operate. I mean, they, they kidnap people, they force them into sex slavery. Um... They, they came the in from Turkey and they slaughtered Christians. That's another thing. These terrorists, they slaughter everyone, but also they target, well, they target Muslims and Christians alike. But, uh, uh, for example, this one lady, Lily, uh, Lily who's a permanent uh, resident there, she's also an American, uh, she explains how terrorists came in from Turkey and they beheaded her Christian neighbors. That's what they did. Yeah. That's what they do. That's why they're yeah. called terrorists. Sectarian yeah. terrorists. And I've got all sorts of horror stories from this book. Uh, this, uh, the, uh, they, the terrorists would move into town, like invade a town. Nobody wants them there. Nobody wants these terrorists to move in. And people who, the bakers, for example, who, re, who resisted the terrorists from stealing their machinery, they, they put them in the ovens and, and baked them alive. Uh, they, they, uh, when the SAA was going to enter a town, they took their hostages and they threw them off the, uh, a high building to prevent the SAA from entering a town. Uh, they do really horrific things, and there's, there are... Uh, uh, documentation of sex slavery, uh, uh, organ harvesting. These are our guys. We support this. Okay? Well, you uh, know, when the U.S. and the coalition was in there prior to, um, prior to the entrance of Russia, the territory of Daesh slash ISIS expanded exponentially, and they were very close to taking Damascus. And that's what the imperialists wanted, because they right. don't want Assad, because Assad is not a yes man. Assad respects his uh, country's sovereignty and territorial uh, integrity. I can read yeah, you an excerpt about sex slavery from the book if you like. In Syria, do they use the dollar in Syria? Uh, right now, they uh, they their currency is uh by design uh it's 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 worth almost nothing because no they don't use the dollar well they have they're being forced to that's the whole point of sanctions because their currency exactly. inflation is, is killing them in other mm-hmm. words what cost maybe prior prior to the war maybe cost uh 20 dinar 
Now it would cost maybe a thousand. So that's the, they attack the currency. They, the sanctions attack the currency, the government, uh, everything. They, it's all about what, what destroying the country. And the sanctions are unilateral, and the sanctions are entirely illegal. And the sanctions right. are terrorism. Right. Well, I want it's to all terrorism. Understand. There's nothing pleasant about... Nobody chooses to be a refugee for the fun of it. It's no fun. Well, yeah, that's what I say when these people are bitching about the refugees and everything. We created them. We the created States them, and how many news stories refugees. actually say that? That's the Pardon? whole thing. Our prime minister in Canada, he gets all these bonus points for taking in, for taking in refugees, select, selected refugees. But nobody in the mainstream says, uh, well, gee, uh, what about those illegal sanctions and illegal bombing? Your government, you people created the refugees. Yes. Now, that's a fairly yes. basic core truth that is always omitted from the dialogue. And that's why the why dialogue that we are being exposed to is entirely propaganda. We created the refugees. Right. Right. Nobody wants to be a refugee. And we should be responsible. Well, what they're doing is the same thing now with the weather warfare in the United States. And I, and I sit here and laugh to myself because it's like, how do you like it, Americans? You, I mean, I didn't expect this. But it's like, how do you like it, Americans? The same thing is being done to you by this goddamn government that has destroyed the world to yourselves now. Well, it's not well, even the government. I think it's the back. Uh, the, the deep state is, ruined, is running everything, really. Well, I mean, but I don't these, think people can even understand the government public. much I mean, like the deep state. I mean, I don't think Trudeau kept one, one, not to my awareness anyway, I don't think he kept one campaign promise, okay? So these politicians, they say all sorts of things to get elected, and then they're basically neutered. Yeah, exactly. Because you've got the international right. banking people saying this and this and this, and so on and so forth. And in the States, it's, it's the CIA, it's the military-industrial complex, and so on. So Trump says all sorts of stuff to get elected. Well, guess what? Has he kept but one you know single what? promise? I don't know. I don't think he ever expected to be elected. He wasn't supposed to be elected. And if it wasn't for the Pizzagate emails dropping the weekend before, I don't think he would have been, because all the stuff about Hillary had come out for years, and everybody just turned an eye, and it was like they were still gung-ho behind Hillary. But then Pizzagate emails came out the weekend before the election. And I don't think Trump expected to be president. And that's why I was always telling my boyfriend, look at the dumb things he's saying and stuff. He can do that because he knows he ain't going to be president, so he can say any stupid thing, the stupid <laughs> thing they tell him to say. Oh, I and don't then know. he becomes president, and he doesn't know it's how to run this country. And, and, it's, and, and it's very, very dangerous. I mean, some of the things that yeah. he's saying about North Korea, that, that's like... In the, in the 50s, North Korea, they lost about three of every ten people to that war, okay? Right. I mean, I know uh, 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 North America, they have not had a nuclear bomb dropped on them yet. It happened in Japan twice, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Uh, so Americans right. just are a little bit foolish about this, but when Trump is talking about rocket man and everything, that's uh, irresponsible and extraordinarily dangerous. Because these bombs are extraordinarily lethal, and some of these bombs have, have been, uh, here we go again, relabeled. They've been, some bombs that are more powerful than the A-bombs that went over Hiroshima and Nagasaki have been transferred over to the conventional weapons uh, toolbox, they're called mini-nukes, 
even though they're more powerful, some of them, than uh, the ones that blew up uh, civilians in Japan. And so the command and control has devolved, and it's super, super dangerous. And we have politicians talking basically like idiots. Like, I mean, it's like school children, rocket man, better watch out and all this. Uh, and part of that is because the, the media dehumanizes these people. I mean, uh, uh, a very important uh, Canadian uh, journalist, Eva Bartlett, working with uh, Tim Anderson, Professor Tim Anderson from Australia, they, they have gone to North Korea and, and taken real snapshots of what it's like to live in North Korea and what the people are like, and they, are, they discover and they are showing the world that North Koreans... People, the people, are just like you and me. And when I went to Syria, I found the same thing. These people are just like you and me. And and then we have the... And I was so embarrassed when I went to Syria. I felt so badly because I knew what my government was doing. But they accepted me as one of them. And they were very gracious and very polite. And yet it's our governments who are raining down these bombs and injecting these terrorists into their civilization. Right. That's embarrassing, really. Oh, I know it. I know it. And, uh, but they yeah, dehumanize people. They dehumanize uh, not only political leaders, but people in other countries. I mean, it's like if, you know, uh, it's like if you went to Canada, yeah, the people are wonderful. And if I go to the States, yeah, the people are wonderful. But look at these leaders. Calling someone in Korea rocket man and possibly triggering a nuclear holocaust. You're already perpetrating a holocaust in, in uh, right. over. It's, it's horrendous. And if the people were aware of it, decent people, and most of us are decent people, if we were only aware of it like we appear to be, well, we wouldn't approve of this. Well, I don't you know, approve Mark, it myself think... because I'm aware of what's going on for the most part. Well, Mark... I say that my friends, my personal friends and family members and stuff, you know, they don't seem to wake up to this. But I'm, I'm saying they're not ever going to say that they didn't know this stuff was going on because I spend 12 to 18 hours a day researching and posting this information on Facebook, and they're all my friends. So they're not going to tell me that after years of reading this stuff, they didn't know that this was going on. But now well, I can, that it's I can, at home with the weather warfare, they aren't going to be able to sit here and deny it and make like they don't know this is happening because the Holocaust is home now. Well, uh, actually, Gideon Paglia, uh, I believe, would agree with that. Dr. Mm-hmm. Gideon Paglia. I haven't read it. He did, he did do a study about the statement. I haven't read it all, but it involves... Uh, mm-hmm. You know how we treat our own people as well, like like you're saying, and uh, the death rates that are being imposed by this current political economy are are uh, quite uh, terrible. And, and it's not all, all but you know what? They, it's true. They won't be able to say all these people who support J.K. Rowling and this um, this seven-year-old girl. And I've got nothing against this seven-year-old girl. She's being manipulated and used for war propaganda. It's her parents, okay? But they will not be able to say, well, nobody could prove it, because I have all sorts of declassified documentation in the book that proves it all. One thing about this war on Syria, the lies have been possibly unprecedented. They don't have a precedent. But the documentation is really, really super solid, and that's during the war. 
It's all there. Yeah. It's all document, Western open source documentation. Defense Intelligence Agency documentation. Uh, it's all there. Al-Qaeda is on our side. But as soon as an area is liberated, we find all these weapons from the West anyway. American-made weapons were found. There's a picture right here in my book. I'm leafing through it. They were found in East Aleppo when it was, leper, uh, when it was liberated. Uh, Gail Malone, uh, she was in... Um, she went to one of these hospitals, that, uh, and what the terrorists do is they use them to hoard medicine. They use them for torture chambers. Uh, I can read you. I'd like to read a little bit here. Just take a second. See, there's a picture We're going to run out of here. time here. Any second. was turned from a modern hospital servicing the community for free into a place of death and despair, all under the auspices of MSF, Medicine Frontier. Under international law, what was once a hospital is no longer protected as it was being used for torture and servicing the local tech fear groups. It had forfeited its hospital status. The MSF hospital, quote-unquote, had a women's section, a men's section, the Sharia school for the kiddies, and a literal dungeon consisting of hundreds of solitary confinement cells and a Sharia court, a one-stop Wahhabi terror shop. We saw plenty of evidence of everyone's favorite Oscar winners, the White Helmets, had left behind evidence in their rush to stay with their murdering mates on their way to Idlib, following the money as it were. In other words, the proof is all there. There's no excuse, really, except that we're heavily indoctrinated by mainstream media, corporate-sponsored news liars. I mean, well, the yeah, evidence is there. We've had people on, on the ground. I'm probably going back there. And, uh, I mean, I'm looking at another page. Here's uh, one of the terrorist flags from from uh, East Aleppo. They, they, the terrorists, uh, ISIS, Daesh, and so on, they worked and they terrorized these people for years. I know it. I know but it. what do it people know about heart. it, apart from you and me and, and a handful of others? And how many, how many people will be impacted by this, uh, this book that uh, Rowling is, has written? Uh, it's scary, but it, I think that book... Uh, that she just released is going to have a really positive impact on terrorist supporters, but it's going to have well, a Americans really negative impact. Well, Americans just have this willful blindness. They don't want to see truth. Okay, well, thank you both for being on and giving us the latest update, Mark and Trish. Um, uh, I'll be watching for your articles, and we'll talk to you later. Thank you very much. Okay. Nice to meet both of you. Thank you. Yep. Peace in pieces.